when spending some time in prayer, I was lamenting, you know, about everything that had been going on, all the hardships from this year, comparing this year to last year, you know, and just how different, you know, how much a difference, you know, a year could make. And, you know, I was just really having my Job moment where, you know, I was just like, you know, I just don't understand. I don't understand, you know, what happened. I don't understand, you know, how God could punish me, you know, when I'm trying my best to live righteously, you know, to follow the laws that I can follow, to understand that we are living under the grace of the Messiah. And, you know, you still need faith, but you also still need works, right? So I was just really praying and crying and like just ruining the day that I was born. Like it's it's literally been such a pity. And I prayed and I said, well, God, like, I don't understand why I'm going through what I'm going through. Like, I don't get it. So I was guided to Ezekiel. Let's see. I was guided to, I think, Ezekiel 19. Is it 19? Mm, I can't see. No. I was guided to Ezekiel 13. Excuse me. And Ezekiel 13 is all about God being against false prophets, right? So immediately I took offense. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Right? And immediately I went, you know, I went into my, because usually everything that I say is usually recorded. I'm not going to lie. It's recorded in my head somewhere. So I started to just shift through everything that I've said. And I'm like, you know, but I don't even really prophesy. Like, I don't really like to prophesy. I don't really, I don't, I don't feel comfortable in it. You know, like, I know that when you are close with God, that God will show you, right? Uh, I think it's Jeremiah 33 and 3, that God will show you, you know, the things of the unseen. But in my entire time, especially this year alone, one, I had never expected this. I had never asked for this. I never asked for gifts. I never asked for abilities. I never asked to see the unseen. I never asked God for any of those things. I just was living my life. I was just a regular person. I am still a regular person, like everybody else. So when I prayed and, and I was led to Jeremiah 13, I'm like, what? Like, you know, what What did I do? So then I seen like, you know, that it had some stuff about divination, you know. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, I'll repent for divination again. But I've already repented, you know, for divination. So I said, all right, well, I'll just repent, you know, for tarot cards and stuff. And the Holy Spirit is like, no, keep reading. <laughs> so I read, 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 read. And then I found it. Ezekiel 13, 19. This is God saying, and ye will, and will ye pollute me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread to slay the souls that should not die and to save the souls alive that should not live by your lying to my people that hear your lies. 
So I'm like, hold on. What? So whole time, like I said, whether I did or did not, you know, I have no shame on my game when it comes to God. So even though I didn't feel like I did, I still repented. I still apologized, you know, because I don't, I don't have no pride when it comes up to my relationship with God. I'm very humble and very lonely with my relationship with my side. And I just still didn't feel right. Cause I'm like, no, I know what I say. <laughs> I know what I say very well. You know, like I said, it's it's usually recorded in my head. Like, I don't just speak just to speak. I speak a lot. I know a lot of different things, but I also just know nothing at all, right? So, because I understand that ideology, I compartmentalize, you know, the things that I know, the things that God shows me, the things that life has shown me. Everything is in different sections. So, I'm like, well, you know, when? When did I, you know, say something that was false? Or when did I do something that was false? And the Holy Spirit pretty much showed me that someone accused me of being a false prophet. And I was just like, wait, what? Right? Um, Shocked because one, I never said that I was a prophet. Now, if if I really want to be real, I could, I could say right because I do get divine prophecies but there's a lot of people who get divine prophecies it's not something to to brag and boast about when everyone can do it scripture says that the Lord says that he shall pour his spirit out among sons and daughters that's everybody right and because I know that I never felt like that's what I was doing I felt like I was, you know, just saying what I saw, just having simple conversation with people who I, you know, I thought that I could trust or people who I thought, you know, understood what I was going through. I didn't know that other people, not everyone, because I know a lot of other people who do have these gifts, but I didn't know that there were some people who didn't have these gifts who felt offended by the fact that I had these abilities so that they would lie on me. And they would lie and and say that I lied or that I gave a false prophecy or that I gave a false testimony. And that was very offensive to me because, especially on my podcast, I'm very transparent. When Tiana does wrong, everybody knows. (laughs) Right? Because that's the whole point of the podcast. It's to build ourselves up. It's to build ourselves up in spirit. It's to cleanse our souls. It's to do right. It's to be better. It's to be stronger right so I'm like you know again God if I did anything wrong like you know I apologize I repent and I was just I simply just say you know what well from there forth that's the case then from today forth I'm not gonna prophesy anything I'm not gonna say anything I'll keep my dreams to myself I'll keep my visions everything to myself like just forget it because I was just so disappointed at the fact that, like I said, usually when I do something wrong, I know how to pinpoint it. You know, I know how to say, oh, yeah, I do remember the other day. I kind of made a little oopsie whoopsie. You know, I'm very, I'm very, very real. I'm very authentic, especially with God. Like, I, I don't play. So, again, I was like, you know, I'm sorry. But then when the host was like, no, keep reading, I'm like, oh, no. Right? And 
you might say, okay, well, how did you pull that from Ezekiel 13, 19? Well, because Ezekiel 13, 17 says, Likewise, thou son of man, set thy face against thy daughters of thy people, which prophesy out of their own heart and prophesy thou against them. Right? So pretty much God is saying, like, there are people given prophecies, but yet there are people with their own vain, you know, their own vain intentions prophesying against those who are prophesying what God is saying, what God is telling us to do, how God is telling us to get better, you know, things that God is telling us to watch out for, right? So I was just like, as I said, I was just really just disappointed because like I said, one, I never said, like my my channel is not Prophetess Tiana. My Instagram handle is not Prophetess Tiana. Like I never said that. Right? And the reason why I never said that is because that's a personal thing between me and God. It's a personal responsibility that, you know, maybe they'll slip out. Like if like like I said, usually when I'm doing these these recordings and stuff, as you see, there ain't I don't have no big grand studio. I don't have no scripts. This is all real raw and like online right now, live. Right? So if I get a prophecy in the middle of me speaking, I'm going to say it. <laughs> but it's not that I sat down and I thought about it like, oh yeah, I'm going to say this. And I'm like, what? I'm not you. Like, I feel like whoever said this about me is a person who usually is like someone who schemes, plots, plans, and, and uses their wicked heart to devise wicked plans against people. So it's like they're trying to like project themselves onto me. But because I know myself, it, it didn't work. So this whole time, feeling my sad bloom and gloom, and it's not even my energy. That's not me. Why? Why? Why would I feel sad, doom, and gloom when that's not my life? That's not how I feel about myself. Yeah, my situation is not ideal, but I'm a soldier. I'm a warrior. I know how to deal when I know how to deal. I know how to adapt. I know how to get along. I know how to keep my mouth closed. I know how to be friendly. I know how to be genuine. So that's not me. Those are not my emotions, right? So. Let's see. This is the part that really made it stick out for me. Huge. Still in Ezekiel. Ezekiel 22. Because the lies that ye have made. Oh, because with the lies ye have made the heart of the righteous sad. Whom I have not made sad. And strengthened the hands of the wicked that he should not return he should not return from his wicked way by promising him life therefore ye shall see no more vanity no more divine divinations for i will deliver my people out of your hand and ye shall know that i am the lord i'm when i say that verse like That verse really hit different because, like I said, I'm, I just didn't understand why I was so sad. But it's because, like, when it comes into my relationship with God, I take that very, 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 very seriously. Like, you could say whatever you want about me. You could make up rumors. You could bring up my past. You could do whatever. But 
it's like when you are throwing daggers at my relationship with God, that's a direct hit in the heart. So even though, you know, it was done behind my back, I still felt it. I felt it in my spirit because it was tearing down my moral man. Right? But God said that he will he will avenge for me. He will fight for me. Right? And like I said, once I... Ooh, I just got... Um, once God had said that you know through the Holy Spirit of course the Holy Spirit led me to Jonah because I was being transparent with the Holy Spirit like you know how could they say that you know that I'm a false prophet or that I'm a false this or false that when I never said that because I don't want the responsibility and it's like the Holy Spirit laughed like all right, Jonah So I'm like, I always talk about Jonah because I know, you know, a brief uh, synopsis of Jonah's story, his testimony, but I'm just like, no, read the whole Jonah again. So I read it. And when I tell you that God, the Holy Spirit, the Word, have a sense of humor, (laughs) let's, let's read through Jonah real quick. Let me let me give you a couple of the scriptures that really stood out to me, right? So let's just even start with the beginning. Jonah is very short. Now the word of the Lord came on to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come before me. But Jonah rose up to flee onto Tarshish, or Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish or Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them onto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So immediately, I'm like, Holy Spirit, you know, I just said that I was uncomfortable with the calling. It's like, I know I've been called. I accepted the call. I know, you know, the gifts and abilities, but it's like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable, like, bringing it mainstream, you know? Like, like with my podcast, I'm, a, I'm okay if only two people listen to my podcast, to be honest. It's like, because that just makes me feel like I'm doing the work, right? Like, I'm doing the work by sharing my testimonies, by sharing, you know, Bible studies and you know, in my own way that makes it relatable. So it's like if I only get to touch two people out of the billions of people on this world, it's like I'm okay with that, you know? But <laughs> it's like that's not that's not what God wants for me, you know? And it was so funny, like I said, that the Holy Spirit brought me to Jonah. So I just want to kind of like, I just want to kind of like zoom past it, right? So these men that Jonah ran to, right? Cause he was trying to run away from the Lord. Cause he like, what? You want me to go do what? Nah, I'm out of here. So he physically runs, right? And he gets on this ship and he's on the ship with these men. Um, and these men, they, they were not Hebrew men. And I know that because, um, you know, they were casting lots, which is not a Hebrew thing. And they were calling onto their own their own God pretty much. So, you know, they probably believed in multiple gods. Um, so they weren't mono monolithic. Um 
so yeah so they're like okay so he gets on a ship and immediately trouble starts to hit the ship right because it's God that you're running from <laughs> so the waters start raging you know the ships start like taking some really bad hits so the captain you know he's like everybody pretty y'all guys because you know we can't we can't die on this ship today so they all go to pray to their gods and as they pray to their gods it didn't work <laughs> the the sea still was raging right and they would cast it a lot like I said because it was like nah if that's not working then I got we gotta cast lots we need to see who is causing this drama on the ship because it gotta be somebody on the ship because like maybe it never happened before right so they kept the lights and it came out to Jonah that it was his fault that the ship was all messed up so they like you know why would you do this like like where are you from what's your name like who's your people who's your God because he was sleeping when they was praying so Jonah's like you know I'm a Hebrew and I serve the God you know who created the heavens and earth you know I serve the most high God so they was like, well, you need you need to pray. Like, you need to pray to him. You need to ask him to help us. So Jonah was pretty much like, you know, if, if I'm the problem, <laughs> if I'm the problem, then, you know, just throw me, throw me overboard or whatever. Like, you know, just, just you know, back the ship back and get off pretty much. So they do eventually get him off. And, you know, the sea, um, the, the sea calmed down, right? But here's this. Oh, and on top of that, because they seen how God was like, you know, in the last episode when I was talking about like a, like the, the good shepherd who, you know, um, the good shepherd who has a hundred sheep and one goes astray and the shepherd goes to get that one sheep well I feel like that was this part so because they seen you know how Jonah's guy was like literally shaking the whole entire land for Jonah well the whole entire sea for Jonah they they all like made sacrifices and vows to the Lord like they always immediately turn you know turn to the Lord God um just because they seen you know his power one but also his devotion so somehow Jonah gets swallowed by a great fish and this great fish I think is is known to be a whale and in the whale's belly Jonah cries you know he's like you know I know pretty much he's saying like I know why you've afflicted me you know I know why I know why I'm here right and he's just praying and praying and praying and he's just like you know but I don't want to go there you know like those people are they're corrupt you know, those people are wicked. Like, and what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to save them? How am I supposed to help them, right? Like, all it, all it is just one me, right? It's just just me one. And you want me to, to go and speak to all these people 
you know you want me to go and just preach to all these people like they don't listen they're not gonna listen to me they're gonna look at me and laugh right so God comforts him you know because eventually he calms down and all of a sudden the great fish vomited him out on the dry land and it says that and the word of the Lord came onto Jonah the second time, right? Because God is not playing. Saying, Arise, go on to Nineveh, that great city, and preach onto it the preaching that I bid thee. <laughs> right? So God is like, I'm not playing with you. I'm not. And the way that God set it up was that the fish spit him out close to Nineveh, right? So he went there, right? He did what he was supposed to do. He told them, you know, like, y'all need to fast, y'all need to believe God, you know, y'all need to put on, you know, sackcloth and, you know, everybody, you know, the, the, the men, the women, the children, the animals, everybody. And even the king, the king was like, you know what? Wow, like, all right I agree yeah everybody everybody because you know what like you don't want it to be you don't want your your city to perish right so yeah and you never know you never know what the king could have told what God could have told the king right because the king could also been in disbelief just like Jonah like yeah you know the city's a hot mess but Hold up, I'm not going to believe it. Unless say God gives him a dream, like the city is just destroyed. And the king is still like, mm, yeah, I see that, but I still don't believe it. You know, I need you to physically send me someone, you know, from you to make me see that you're, you're real and what you're saying is real, right? So it's like we all play these important parts in God's divine will and God's divine order, right? So... Even though Jonah didn't want to, it's like God was like, no, I chose you. You're going because I need you to do something for me. It's a mission, right? Jonah had a mission to complete. And Jonah was successful in his mission. He got all the people of Nineveh to repent, to turn up their wicked ways and give their life back to God or to God, period. And, you know, it was a successful mission, but Jonah was angry. Right, and I was confused <laughs> at first. I was confused why Jonah was angry, but then I thought about my own self, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> like that's so crazy how it's so like synchronistic." Because there's been plenty of times that God has like moved me, literally, physically moved me. Like, like you know, I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people think that they've worked together to destroy my life. But at the end of the day, no evil can happen without God allowing it, right? So I know a lot of people like to take credit for all the disasters that have happened to me this year. But in all actuality, God was just using them to move me, right? You know, when I always say that God uses man's evil for good, that's what I mean. he was angry because he felt like you know i was i was doing my own thing 
I was on my way. I was minding my business. And, and you know, it's like you almost made me look like a liar. Like, you made me go out there and tell these people that you're going to destroy their city. And then you save them? What? Like, how'd I look? So then I start to think, like, is that, like, is that, was that the false prophecy? Like, like, is that what someone said that I said? Or, like, like I was just so confused. But then I was like, no, focus on Jonah. And then he says, this is the part, though, that kind of had me weak, too, because I'm like, but yet Jonah still knew God. Like, you know God, bro. Because he goes in chapter four, he says, and he prayed unto the Lord and said, I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore, I fled. Therefore, I fled before unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness and repentant and repentest thee of evil. Right? So pretty much he was saying like, he just felt like a fool. He feels like, like you've made a fool out of me, you know, like here I come to any people that you're going to destroy them and you're going to, you know, just wipe them all out and then you save them. But wait, he wasn't seeing was no actually because of you following my orders following my obedience for you know what i'm telling you to do you being obedient you saved these people it was through you going there you know following my command that you were able to inspire these people even the king to give their lives to me so that i may save them i may protect them and i may give them the same honor that I give Israel, that I give, you know, you Hebrews. So <laughs> Jonah was just so miserable about it. He just felt like he wasted his time. He wasn't getting it. And honestly, he thought he still didn't get it. Even in the very end, he still didn't get it. And God was just like, like, why? Why are you angry? You know, like, I don't get it. Why are you angry? So God kept trying to like do things to comfort Jonah you know, to make him feel better. Because at the end of the day, like, you really did what you were supposed to do. Like, your mission is over. But again, Jonah just didn't understand. And God kept doing things to comfort him, but Jonah kept wishing that he would die. And I'm just like, holy spirit, you got a wild sense of humor. Like, wow. Um, I'm going to move on. But, you know, it's like... I, I want to end with this. And ironically, the last the last scripture is Jonah 411. And we all know, like, 411 is like, like the information number, right? Listen to this information that God gives Jonah and that God wraps up Jonah's uh, testimony with. He goes, and should I not spare an interview? that great city wherein there are more than six score thousand persons that cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and also much cattle there i felt like god was trying to explain to jonah like you see you as a, a hebrew you you were in a sense raised different you were raised to know me you were raised to know my laws my expectations you know to follow my traditions to follow my customs you know to do everything as i say 
However, when it comes up to the Abraham covenant, the Abraham covenant is for everybody, which means that it is my my duty as God, not even as their God, just as God, period, for me to save everybody, right? But I trained my people up, my Hebrews, my Israelites, I trained y'all up to where I can use y'all to be my physical presence on earth. That's why y'all my special people, my chosen people. These people don't even these people don't even know much. They don't know much. So how could they know me? So how could you get mad, you know, when they start to learn me, they start to seek me. Eventually they'll be on your level, but you know, right now that's what I really wanted. I wanted them to turn away from their evil, wicked ways. That that means more to me than your tiny temper tantrum. So Again, I was just greatly moved by the Most High God. Greatly, greatly moved by the Most High God. And I just always want, you know, people to know, especially people that listen to me faithfully, that I do know. I do now see what other people have seen on me. I see it. And like I said, it's still something very personal. between me and the most high God, but I never said that I was a prophet, even though I could, I could, I could use the title, but I'm not abusing titles. I never abuse titles. That's not my thing. I could easily say that I'm a minister. I could, but that's just not my thing. And yes, you know, people see it. People see it on me. They see my anointing. They see my calling. They know my purpose. People usually know your purpose before you. Why? Because you know how the scripture says that I will prepare a table before you, you know, I will prepare you a table before your enemies. The people who have even the slightest things against you, God will show them the glory that he's going to do in your life. And that's how they usually find out, you know, what you are destined to be, who you're destined to become. And unfortunately, it just makes them grow with even more hatred. But it's usually just because they don't focus on themselves. They don't focus on building up their own relationship with God because they they start to delve, you know, in in this this envy and this jealousy and pride and wrath and greed. It's like they just kind of go down this rabbit hole, not not understanding that God is for everybody. The promise is for everybody, even the Gentiles. Right? But the thing is, is that when you when you too are a, a Hebrew or when you too are of Israelite, you know, descent, you feel this responsibility right in your life and over your life and it's like you have to answer your own calling you cannot be focused on someone else's calling so wasting time you know trying to smear people or you know falsely accusing people and doing all of that it's like why out of all the 12 disciples (laughs) why pick judas right like why why pick the judas character when there's so many different disciples with that you could pick from me personally i like to just straight up follow after jesus like because jesus is just straightforward right all the other disciples they all had they all backgrounds 
and they all you know they all had like their their lives before they met jesus but like i said for me i rather go straight to the head than the tails but it's like out of all the tails why pick judas you know why pick the one who goes against what is destined to be good for mankind that's how you know when there's a, a wicked spirit residing inside of you when you can't wait to to tarnish the good, to to hurt the good, to kill the good. Only the devil wants to kill the good and only the devil can inspire you to think that good is evil and evil is good, right? It's like I highly recommend that people who are dutifully against me, read the scriptures, get in your scriptures, focus on yourself, focus on your own core, focus on your own life your own destiny because you have one your destiny is not to sit around and, and point fingers and say oh well, that person's doing this or they're not doing this like for example <laughs> during the crazy summer series um i had i had needed like spiritual support serious spiritual support so i asked for you know the priest to come to my home and the priest brought along, you know, the, this woman who, you know, I was supposed to be like like a, a, you know, a friend of mine. She was a friend of a friend. And, you know, when she found out, you know, that I, I had all these capabilities, mind you, I'm just talking. I'm not noticing that they're not, that they're capabilities and stuff. I'm just talking. And like, she's like really fascinated and stuff. So she's like, oh, okay, you have, you know, your eBooks or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, I have this really nice ebook on friendship, but it's an inclusive guide, right? Inclusive means just that, inclusive. So she purchased the book, and I noticed that after she purchased the book, and I guess she read it, she must have came along, um, you know, the page where I have this this lesbian couple who, you know, they're celebrating a union. But the thing is, is that I purposefully put that in there. Why? Because the gospel is for everybody. It's for everybody. Right? So it's like, even though she didn't say anything, it's like, my spirit knows. So my spirit picked up that, you know, she had a problem. It had to be that, it couldn't be nothing else, that this lesbian couple was in the book. But the book one is called Inclusive. So it's very clear what you're getting. And then two, the gospel is for everybody. Jesus is not gonna turn away people and be like, oh, you're a homosexual, so you don't get the gospel. No, you still get the gospel, whether you choose to accept it or not, it's only you. What people fail to realize is that there are other things, there are other sins that cause you, that can cause you to go into the lake of fire. Drunkenness, greed, uh not only homosexuality lying wickedness all those different things could cause you to go in the lake of fire too (laughs) but but it's like we just get so caught up right we get so caught up on being like oh this is a person for god you know from god so let's look for the first bad thing that they do (laughs) like what well for example um when I was heavy, heavy, 
uh, Hebrew Israelite. Well, I'm always gonna be a Hebrew Israelite, but like heavy into like the word and even like, you know, with the brothers on the street. And one time I had a brother on the street tell me something about my, my wig. Like, you know, you can't wear wigs and I was to wear makeup and all this stuff. And I'm just like, what? So I started spitting out mad scriptures. <laughs> so I started spitting out mad scriptures, right? And they was just shocked. Like, oh, wow. Like, you know, because you're judging. You're judging. You're not a judge. <laughs> you're not a judge. You're not in the position to judge anybody. That is, again, the whole log versus the spec. I'm the spec. You're the log. Why? Because your your perception is off. You're perceiving me as a log when I'm external from you. You should be your your center of attention. It should be on yourself and not in a vain way, but in a way that is self, you know, self-conducive to your development. All right, I'll give another one. Um, you know, like sometimes you get into like these little arguments on like Instagram or TikTok or whatever. So on my Instagram, um, on my Instagram, we have, I had this brother pretty much who, he was saying, not my brother, you know, but a brother in the truth. And he was pretty much saying, like, you know, don't celebrate birthdays. Birthdays is evil. Birthdays is wicked. You know, birthdays is, like, this and that. But he wasn't really saying, like... Like, he was saying something, but he wasn't saying it all. It's like he was just regurgitating information that he heard. So, it is true. It is true that birthdays do have a funky origin. Like, it's a, it's a bit funky. However... When you look in the scriptures and you look at, let's say, Job, is it that Job celebrated his son's birthdays? Yeah. Right? Um, Then he goes, oh, but there was that king, that king who, was it Nimrod? Pretty much saying, like, there was a king who, for his birthday, he wanted to cut off someone's head and all his friends laughed at what they was doing. Yeah, but that's him. That's, That's one other person. Like, everybody is different. Oh, I think I was celebrating my birthday, and he made it his point to say something about celebrating my yeah, 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 something like that, or somebody's birthday. So, so when I hit him with that, the the Job scripture, because you know, brothers in the truth, they don't really like to deal with the New Testament, the New Testament for some weird reason. They like to solely stick to the Old Testament, and I know that. So I gave him all Old Testament scriptures, and I then I gave him Psalm one eighteen. You know, this is a day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Like, you can celebrate anything that you want. Right? Like, what man means for evil, God means for good. But it's up to us to be spiritually discerning. You know, that we're not idol worshiping or that we're not being vain, right? Like, it's for us to be discerning. But there's nothing wrong with celebrating. It's like, stop trying to make it seem like God just wants us to live these robotic lives where, you know, everything is perfect and everyone is perfect. Nobody who God chose was perfect. Nobody who God called was perfect. These are all perfectly imperfect people and God loved them because they were perfect enough to answer all of these major divine missions that have shaped the lives of us all. 
So it's like, why do we point the finger, right? So for example, like, you know, there's a, a famous pastor going through something right now, right? He's being hit with a lot of allegations and stuff like that. Honestly, it's not for us to really say nothing. It's not. It's none of our business. Unfortunately, sometimes it just happens. You know, when people when people have these great falls and stuff like that. But who who are we to judge? You know, who are we to be like, oh, that's so wrong, or oh, that's so this? It's like, no. He without sin cast the first stone. Right. <laughs> Nobody. Right. When they when they found the, the prostitute, right? And you know, prostitution was was against the law. So they try to stone her to death. And what was said? He without sin cast the first stone. Just let things ride, let things be. It's for us to learn. It's for us to learn from each other, learn from each other's journeys. Like that path is gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna work out somehow. But it's not for us to to laugh at someone's downfalls. Because when it happens to us, which it does, we serve a very righteous God, a very fair God. The things that you wish for other people are the same things that happen to you. That's why I'm very careful with my words. I'm very careful with my thoughts, even against myself. Because I understand how God works. I understand that God hears closely. Right, so don't let anybody don't let anybody tell you how to serve God, when to serve God, you know, what laws and what this and what that. No. Because at the end of the day, as Christ said, it is by grace that we are saved. Let's keep it a buck. You can you can do all these great works and still take a great fall but still be saved by the grace and mercy of the Lord God, our Savior. Right? So it's like, let's chill with that. It's like, for some reason, like, we just be, I can't even say we, I, I, I can't parlay with that, but it's like people just be so wicked, just excited for someone's fall, excited for someone's downfall, but then when it's you, you don't like that. You don't like people laughing at you when you're down. You don't like people pointing fingers at you. You don't like people making you feel anxious. You don't like that, right? So it's like, if you don't like it, then don't partake in it. Because it's not funny when people have a hard time. It's not funny. It's not funny when people slip in their walks with God. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's not something that you should be just willingly, you know, telling the whole world, hey, look at this person. They had a slip with God. You know how embarrassing that is? You know how for, especially for someone who really loves God. You know how hard that is when people are laughing and making a mockery out of you going through something? Just you going through, you know, a, a moral test or a, a moral judgment from the most high? Come on. Chill. But they ain't gonna listen to me. They gonna keep saying I'm a false prophet, so. Oh, well. Till next time.